Hey, this is Brandon Emma Richardson, and we are the pastors here at Slate Church based in Waterloo, Ontario, and this is our Sunday podcast. We really hope this message inspires you to lean into all that God has for you. If you would like to get connected with us, follow us on social media or go to slatechurch.com. And hey, it helps us a lot if you would rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast. Join us for today's message. Hey Slate Church, really glad that you joined us today online, that you are here with us in the middle of this Child Again series as Nate just introduced. I have been loving this series. I'm not sure about you, but I have just felt like this has been such a significant series as we learn about our identity in Christ, who we are as children of God, what it looks like to have God as our Father, and what that actually means for our life. You know, next week, I'm really excited. We're doing a bit more of a video presentation, really with Brandon's testimony and his story, and what that looks like. But today, we are focusing in Hebrews chapter five and six. So towards the end of chapter five, into chapter six, I'm gonna read some text there. And if you're taking notes, you can write down the title, Growing Pains. Growing Pains, because there is an element of childhood where there's some growing pains and there's some things that we have to grow up in. So why don't you turn with me to Hebrews chapter 5, starting in verse 11. You know, the context of this is the writer of Hebrews is writing and talking about Jesus as the high priest. He's talking to the people, and that's what we're coming out of as we head into verse 11. So it says this, We have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk being still an infant is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God, instruction about cleansing rites and the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, the eternal judgment, and God permitting, we will do so. Why don't we pray? We're going to dive into the message today. God, I thank you so much that we get to gather online right now, Lord, and that there's other people on the side of the screen watching and learning and growing from your word. I just pray that you would speak through me today in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, one of the most surreal experiences that I've ever had in my life is becoming a mom. Maybe you've had a surreal experience. Maybe you've had something that's totally changed your identity and who you are. And for me, that was motherhood. All of a sudden I had this little baby, Kensington, who was completely dependent on me, who needed me 24 seven. It was pretty wild to go from this place of kind of independence to having someone totally dependent on me. It was trying to figure out how do I juggle like zero sleep with trying to eat, trying to feed this child, trying to live and function. And I remember going to the grocery store like a few days after she was born and just being amazed that no one seemed to care that this major life event had taken place. I just wanted to stop in the middle of the store and announce to everyone, like, for unto us, a child has been born here. Like, there is something significant that has happened. How in the world are you just going on with your life and just doing this day-to-day sort of activity? But now that little baby girl is five. 
She's going on six. She is so smart. She thinks of the most creative things. She puts things together that I don't even think of. She remembers everything. She is so sweet and getting older by the day. She is growing up. She's not an infant anymore. She's not that little baby that needs me for absolutely everything. She even started school this year. She is off in the great unknown, taking it on her own and, and making decisions on her own. She's growing up. And as much as I hate to admit it, this is what happens and will continue to happen for all of our children. And for anyone that's listening that has grown children right now, you're probably nodding and going like, yeah, and that doesn't change anytime soon. Like that is actually just gonna be the norm, that your kids just keep growing up and keep getting older. But you know what, this growing up process is actually a really natural part of life. You know, we can't stay infants forever. We're not meant to stay infants forever. But one thing I know, because every cheesy father-daughter wedding song tells us this, is that as much as they grow up, as much as children grow up, they still will always be my children. She will always be my daughter. Theo will always be my son. Claire will always be my daughter. They will always be my children. You know, as we're coming to this series and as we're looking at what it means to be a child of God, I really feel like this idea that you know, we can't outgrow our status of being God's children. We can never outgrow that status. We can never outgrow that identity as children of God. And yet at the same time, we have to hold this tension of what it looks like to grow and mature into men and women of Christ. It's this interesting tension that we are asked to hold on to throughout scripture, that we need to be children we need to be like children. We need to see God as our father. We need to recognize ourselves in the family of God. And at the same time, it's important that we embrace this natural process and be intentional about this soul work process of growing in the faith and growing up. You know, the writer of Hebrews here is actually bringing forward some pretty complex ideas when it comes to what he's been talking about in this first part, these first five chapters of Hebrews. You know, we start off in chapters one and two with this whole relationship between God, the father and Jesus, the son and his relation to the angels. And there's two full chapters just talking about this dynamic and this relationship that takes place here and the mystery that's there. We see Jesus as being greater than Moses and, and talking about that context from the Old Testament to now. We see the Sabbath day set aside for rest. We see Jesus as the high priest, which is also talking about and referencing elements of the Old Testament and bringing it into this new covenant. And it can be a little bit confusing. These are big, complex ideas that this writer is bringing forward. And basically they go on to say, we want to tell you so much more about this. We want to share so much more with you, but you aren't even trying to understand. You aren't even trying to grow in it. You can't grasp this yet. It says by the, this time you ought to be teachers, but you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. They're basically saying you need to mature here. There's a maturing process that has to take place. You know, as Christians, we are children of God and that never changes, but we do need to orient ourselves towards growth and development as God's children so that we can continue to grow in right living, becoming more Christ-like. 
You know, psychology tells us that children go through stages of development. This is a fairly common idea. The different stages build on one another in order to be fully developed. There's this whole science of childhood. There's this whole science of adolescence, young adulthood, moving into this journey of adulthood and what that looks like. There's this process that takes place of growing up and we build from stage to stage to stage. If there's deficiencies in one stage and we're trying to move on to the other one, it brings a lack, it brings holes in our development. And we see this, we see this in adulthood, we see this when we think back into our own childhood, we see this in our personal lives. You know, in many ways, childhood is actually a foundation that we are building on through the rest of our lives. And our spiritual development is actually similar to this, but it's not completely based on age. Someone who's 60 years old can be an infant in the faith. Someone who is 20 years old can be growing up and more mature in the faith. It's not explicitly based on age. So if you're watching this and you feel like, ah, maybe I'm a little bit older, I'm more mature, I've got this together, I've got this figured out, Man, we got to revisit some of this, right? We need to make sure that we are not allowing pride because of our age or expectation because of our age determine how we are actually learning and growing in Christ. Determine if we are actually becoming complacent and maybe a little bit stale in our relationship with Christ. This needs to be an ongoing process where we are always oriented towards growth and development and saying, God, what are you teaching me? What do you have for me today? Now, of course, the longer we journey with Christ and the longer we, we um, are, are in this relationship with him, the longer we're asking these questions, yeah, oftentimes age does play into that, but it's not a direct correlation. You see, there will always be infants in the church, baby Christians, so to speak, people who are new to the faith, people who are getting these foundational ideas being laid. There will always be infants. There will always be men and women of Christ, those who need to eat more meat, right? Have that substance. There will always be mothers and fathers of the faith. This is what makes up the family of God. And we need all of these components. But this means that we will always need to actually revisit these foundational truths for those who are infants. And we need to always make sure that we are ensuring a strong foundation. You see, at the same time, we need to continue to grow in our development as Christians if we're going to share with others in this good news. It's a personal responsibility as being part of this family to care about our maturity and development. So what are these foundational truths? There's foundational truths that we need to make sure that we are working on, that we are standing on. This is the milk of our faith, so to speak. These are the things that the Hebrew writer addresses and says these things are foundational. We need to make sure that we've got these, we know these, we believe these, we trust these so that that foundation is set and we can start building. The problem comes when we keep working on the foundation forever. Does that make sense? We need to to stay as children of God. We also need to recognize that there's maturing and building to be done as we grow. So here, these are the foundational truths. It's found in chapter 6, starting in verse 1. It says, therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ, and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death, and of faith in God, instruction about cleansing rites, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and the eternal judgment. There's six different things that the writer introduces there as these foundational truths. The first one is this, repentance of sin. 
allowing God to transform us, allowing ourselves to recognize that, hey, there are things that we do, ways that we think, behaviors that we have, um, thoughts within us, emotions within us that are separate from God, that are separate from what God would have for us. And we need to repent of those things. This is an important part of our Christian faith that we actually come to God out of humility with repentance and say, I need you. I can't do this on my own. Repentance of sins is a foundational piece. Faith in God is number two. Trusting in him, having faith that God is who he says he is, believing God as our father. This is a foundational piece is having that faith that, hey, it's not all about me. It's not all about what I do. It's not about putting trust in myself. It's having faith in him. The third one's baptism. We're doing this tonight at church. What an incredible thing. If you can come out, if you're in the Waterloo area and you can get to the Maxwell service at 7 p.m., we invite you to be there. Baptisms is such an important piece of our faith. This recognition that, hey, we actually need to make an outward sign of an inward commitment by dying to ourselves and coming alive in Christ. We follow Jesus' example in baptism, in this water baptism, and it's foundational. Laying on of hands uh, for number four, praying for one another, being in community with one another. Number five, resurrection of the dead, recognizing Christ's resurrection. And theologians also look at this as the re- resurrection of our bodies upon Christ's return. And number six, eternal judgment, navigating and recognizing and acknowledging that our lives don't end here, that there is eternity ahead of us, that it goes on forever, that after death, we have eternal life and that God makes that judgment call, right? That there is a heaven and there is a hell. And accepting that is part of the foundational layer of us as Christians. This is the milk of our faith. This is the stuff that we need to be digesting as Christ followers. And I don't know about you, but I look at some of this stuff and I'm like, man, these are some big thoughts. These are some big ideas. And I don't think it's about perfection, but I think it's about making sure that we are standing solid on this. You see at Slate Church, there will always be milk offered. We're always going to have milk on the menu. We need to revisit this foundation over and over again. So if you're feeling like an infant right now, you'll always be fed by these truths. You'll be fed until this foundation is laid. The writer of Hebrews talks about when he's talking to the the audience, the original audience, it's this, hey, we need to mature in this. But it's not to say that those things are not significant or important as we come into this faith. There will also always be meat offered at Slate Church. We need to build upon this foundation and continue to grow as God's children. As you mature in your faith, you'll always be fed. You know, I've referenced this many times, so as many of you know, I love a good garage sale. Uh, But you know what? I've discovered something new. I've discovered these things called kids' consignment stores, all right? And I found one that I love in particular called the Children's Marketplace. And I love going to these places because it's like an all year round garage sale. And I actually have to like stop myself from going and uh, on a weekly basis to see what treasure I can find. It just like brings me so much joy. But I am in particular constantly looking for bring things that bring up nostalgia for myself. I love to find something. I love to find some sort of treasure, some sort of item that is nostalgic of my childhood, nostalgic of who I am. I feel like I've hit the jackpot. I mean, I've convinced Kenzie to put an Easy Bake Oven on her Christmas list because I loved Easy Bake Ovens as a kid. 
I uh, found this Christmas book at a thrift store recently that I looked at at my grandma's house and I was like, this is the best ever. Kids gather around, they're like, mom, it's okay. Like, it's, it's fine. I'm like, this is the story of Christmas. You need to read this. And it has like Santa on the front, okay? It's not the story of Christmas. I'm sure that there is some like psychological issue here that I can work out with my therapist at another time. But there is just this nostalgia and I love it. Theo brought home a scholastic book order the other day and I literally took it from his backpack, set it aside, took it up to bed with me and flipped through it before I went to sleep because it just felt so good to look back on these moments. You know, in our current society, there are so many times where I just want to retreat and become a child again. I think that's what some of this is about. I want to feel safe from the news and the trauma and the debates and the uncertainty and the fear that seems to be screaming at us from all directions. I want to, I want to feel safe from the issues that so many people are navigating that feel so big, from the feeling that I can't possibly be enough to come alongside and help somebody. I just want to order a book from Scholastic and get it you know, delivered to my desk at school the next week. Is anyone with me? Do you know what I'm talking about here? You see, there's this reality that as Christ followers, we need to hold this tension that we are children of God, that that never leaves us, that that ability to come up to God as our father, God as our dad, having this covering around us, we can just say, I'm not okay right now. I just need some comfort. I need love. I need to know you are there. I need to put my faith in you. I need to come back to the foundation. That is always there for us. God is always there with open arms. But at the same time, we need to recognize that we are not just children of God. We are also called to mature into men and women of God, men and women of Christ. For many of us, we've forgotten how to be children of God. And we just kind of walk around with this air of, I'm, I'm an adult here. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. That's why this series has been so beneficial, right? To come back to this place of allowing ourselves and giving ourselves permission to be children to recognize that God is a loving father, that we don't have to make it up somehow to him, that we are simply forgiven through Christ. But at the same time, and hear me this church, we cannot remain in infants. We cannot just keep drinking milk. It won't sustain us forever. You know, sometimes some of us are actually like annoyed that milk is offered at church, forgetting that it's not just about us. It's not just about me. It's not just about you. There are those of us here who need milk, who can't eat meat. There's nothing wrong with that. Then there's those of us who get annoyed when th there's complexity added to, added to our messages and added to the teaching and added to the conversation because we don't eat meat yet. But it's not all about us either. We need to offer meat for those who are growing and developing in that place. This is part of what it means to be part of the family of God. Okay, so how do we grow? How do we actually hold this tension? I'm going to give you a quick two minutes of what it looks like to actually grow in this. The writer goes on from what we just read and writes about what it looks like for people who have this revelation of who God is, who accept these things and then turn from him and then say, I'm going to reject this anyways and make this turn of heart. It's called apostasy. He goes into that. But then he talks about in verse 10 to 12, how do we grow? And there's four quick things. We continue to help his people. We continue to help the people around us within the church. We continue to show love. 
We show love to the world around us. We show love to the people sitting next to us. We show love to the people in our family room right now. We show love. We don't become lazy. Man, that's a hard one, right? It's so easy to just feel like we just become lazy, complacent in our faith, complacent in what we're doing, complacent in what this means to us and what it actually looks like in our lives. We don't become lazy. And we imitate and learn from those who have had faith and patience. We love other people. We continue to mature. We're involved. Locals is a great place to start for this. What a great idea to get involved in a local and be a part of a community and serving and coming alongside and eating together. You can go to slatechurch.com and find all the different locals listed there and join one today. Teams are a great starting point. Join a team. You can join a team from an online space. We also need to look to others in scripture. We need to look to, to others in church. We need to look to others that are leading us. We need to look to others who are exemplifying this faith that's being talked about, who are setting the example for us. You know, our job as we head into this last week of the Child Again series is to both hold on to and acknowledge our status as children of God while also building on the foundation and becoming and growing into and continuing to grow as men and women of Christ. You know, I want to pray today for two groups of people. And maybe you're watching this and maybe you got sent the link by somebody. Maybe you got invited into somebody's house. Maybe you just joined a local, uh, a Locals Plus, and you're just kind of getting into this right now. Maybe you just stumbled upon this somehow. Listen, if you're listening and you're like, how do I be a part of this family? What does this even mean to be a, children, to be a child of God? Really, it's simple. Jesus came and he died on a cross. So, so that the sin that separated us, the things that separate us from God, would be no more. He took the punishment for our sin so that we could have a relationship with God, so that we could be part of this family, so that we could be co-heirs with Christ, the Bible says. And what does it take? All it takes is us actually turning towards Him, repenting of our sin, saying, hey, I know that I'm not perfect. And God, would you just come into my life? Would you be a part of my life? It's that simple. And right now, I just want to pray for you. If that's, your, if that's the choice that you're making, wherever you are, just head bowed, eyes closed. I just want you to acknowledge that today. You can click the button coming up in the chat to raise your hand right now, just as an outward expression of this inward decision. You can just make this decision inside of you. And I just want to pray for you today. God, I thank you for everyone making this decision. Wherever they are, making this choice in private, God, right now, I pray, Lord, and I thank you that you would come into our lives, that you would make this sacrifice for us, Jesus, that we could have relationship with you. We pray forgiveness of sins, God. We pray that you would work in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, Nate's going to come back in just a moment to let you know about a next step that you can take. As much as that's a decision made in private, it's really something to be lived out with other people. And hey, I just want to pray very quickly for one more group of people. Maybe you're listening right now. And you're going, hey, okay, I'm getting this child of God concept, this child again concept, but I need to start building on that foundation. I can't just stay there. I need to make sure that that foundation is solid and good, but I also need to start eating some more meat. I've become complacent. I've stopped building. I've gotten lazy on the job. I've just decided to retreat into this place and I need to step back out and say, God, what do you have for me? What do you want me to be a part of? How can I contribute? If that's you, I want to pray for you right now. Jesus, I pray for everyone that's considering right now, how do I eat meat? How do I grow my faith? How do I 
go beyond the understanding that I have right now. You know, I've been working on this foundation over and over and over again, and maybe I just need to start recognizing that that's good and I can start building on that. I need to take the next step. So God, I just pray right now for everyone that's thinking that way, making that decision, Lord, would you meet them where they're at, God? Would you show them the direction to go? Would you help them to get more integrated into Slate Church, more integrated into their local church here, God, in what you have for them? We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Have an awesome day, church. Thanks again for listening to our Sunday podcast. To hear more messages like these, be sure to share and subscribe. We're thankful for all that God is doing in our church right now. We would love to have you be a part of what is going on. You can connect with us by filling out a connect card online at slatechurch.com. And hey, stay tuned for more content coming soon.